0: Thank you so much to our viewers for connecting with victory Church today October 18 2020 the topic of the message is choose happy by praising God. It is not easy but it's doable. If you want to download the bulletin dear friend, go to the website bchurch.us look for the tab bulletins and then you can download the bulletin or if you have a smart TV you can just with your phone open the camera. Point towards the QR code, and then you will be able to download the bulletin. We want to say thank you to all the team working with us today, broadcasting, music, uh, camera, software, all that. Thank you so much. We appreciate everyone's help. Choose happy by praising God. October 18, 2020, our worship service number 212. Beautiful. This is a beautiful scripture that many people read, but they don't get it. Today we are going to understand something important about this particular scripture. It comes from the letter from the Apostle Paul to the Romans, chapter 12, verse 2. And we read in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Let's do it all together. Ready? Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is. His good, pleasing, and perfect will. What is this message all about? It's about renewing our minds. Renewing our minds is a challenge. You know, when, the, when you are talking about raising kids, they are like a Blank page. You can put in their minds whatever you want. In fact, that happened to you. You know that. Unfortunately, some of us, we lived experiences that what they put was not precisely the best. Correct? But the older that we get, we find more and more difficult to change. However, in God, dear friends, in God, we are called to renew our minds. So we say, well, I am so old, I'm too old, I don't want to change. I am who I am, and that's it. Well, it's a little bit different what the Scripture says. The Scripture says we need to renew our minds. So I want to encourage you today to be open for this teaching. I know some of you already practice these principles, but I want to share with you important things about How to choose to be happy by praising God, okay? So the first thing is a question. What to do when you wake up? Let's face it. When you wake up in the morning, what is the first thing you do? Well, you know, obviously, you will try to go to the bathroom, stretch, whatever, you know, try to find the way to get your drink, your coffee, or whatever you drink, okay? But the truth is, immediately, you will Reach your phone to see what happened in phone land, whether it's emails, social media, text messages, phone calls, whatever, and then immediately all these inconveniences start and begin. If you want to have a good day, this is the first thing that I suggest you start by giving. Thanks to the Lord. Now, let's, let's be honest. Let's suppose tomorrow, Monday, you have work to do. You have bills to pay. You have chores in your house. You have things to do, things that you need to take care of. And as soon as you are waking up, probably you are not in Thanksgiving mode. I understand that, but precisely that is the suggestion that I'm giving you today, friends. Try to start every morning by giving thanks to the good Lord for a new day of life. Start there. Amen. Just to start there. You wake up, and then the first thing you're going to say, is good if you say it, you hear it, you say, thank you, God, for one more day of life. It's a simple thing to say. Thank you, Lord, for another day of life. And then the thoughts are going to come to your mind. I don't have enough money to pay the bills. I don't have the vehicle to do this. I don't have the tools to do that. I haven't received the confirmation to do this. Or whatever situations you are going through. Instead of putting your mind into these things, this is what I am suggesting you guys. Choose to be happy by giving thanks. Start there. Try to make the first minutes of your day like a, a worship service. <laughs> like a worship service. The first minutes of your day. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for this day. Thank you for my bedroom, for my bathroom, for my shower. Thank you, Lord, for my rope for my house shoes, for my soap, for my toothbrush. Some of you have, some of you don't. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Do, do you see what I'm saying? Become a person that gives things. Start there. The renewing of your mind is the topic of today. Choose to be happy. How you start that? By giving things in the morning. And then you praise God. Thank you, Lord. You are wonderful, God. You know, Lord, I know I have a lot of things to do today, but I'm trusting in you that you are powerful. You know, this knee doesn't want to cooperate with me, but I am trusting you, Lord, that you will give me the strength. That's right. Father, I don't have enough money to pay all the things that I have to pay today, today. But I'm trusting you, Lord, that you will provide. You will help me. You will guide me because you are God. Are you listening what I'm saying? Yes. It's just a total change in your behavior, renewing your mind. You start by giving thanks. And you say, I got it. Okay. What's next? Well, the next thing is tension will arise. You know that tension will arise. For those that are married, you know what is going to happen. For those that are married, immediately the spouses start to, to say something. Uh, sometimes, you know, we hear somebody mumbling. Sometimes it's moaning. Sometimes it's just stretching. And uh, and, and then suddenly tension starts to arise in your home. Or if, if you are by yourself and you don't have anybody in your home, the phone calls will start to come through, text messages, and then you will be notified that you have to do something that is urgent. Tension will arise. Are you following? What to do when tension arises? You need to be optimistic. The first thing, you need to give thanks. Do we agree on that? Second thing, you need to be optimistic. It doesn't matter what is the situation situation. You are not going to, to give up right away. This is the, the, the mistake of people. To begin with, they are not used to give things in the morning. They start the morning complaining. My knee, again, so much to do. I don't have enough money, and on and on. That's the first mistake. You don't do that. You are going to start by giving things. Right. And second, when the tension arises, you will start to be optimistic. And declaring things like, Lord, you are going to give me a solution to this. You you will help me. You will guide me, Lord. And you have in your head a filter that you are not going to let the tension kill you, neither take the joy of your day. Because that is the, the, the thing that I see many people doing early in the morning. Immediately they give up. In the first 20 minutes, they give up. And you know what? They have a horrible morning already. How is your day so far? It's horrible. It's just horrible. You start giving thanks and you become optimistic and you praise God. Listen, a lot of people that are not Christians, they have a great thing today going on, and I don't understand why Christians don't want to use it. I really don't understand why is that. And you know what is that? Positive attitude. A lot of people in the world have positive attitude. Well, many Christians, they are against that because they say this is uh, egocentric, it's a human theory, blah, blah, blah. And you know what? I just think that's just a simple excuse to be negative. (laughs) Simply. Well, Imagine we have God on our side. He is your Father. He is blessing you with another day of life. You have problems and there is tension, but the Lord is with you. Come on. So you're going to start by giving thanks, and then you are going to say optimistic sentences. Like, well, you know, this knee is going to get better somehow. I don't know how, but the Lord is going to help me. And you say those declarations, always praising God. Now I hope you are understanding the importance—not just saying things, but praising God with your statement. I believe the Lord is going to provide because He is great. What did I did? What just did I did? Did I say something to praise God? I, I hope you understand what I'm saying. It's not just saying the positive thing. That is the reason why many Christians are against. Positive attitude. Because just saying positive things is incomplete. It is incomplete. Because we need to praise God and give thanks to God to focus on on Him. Because He is the one that will heal that knee. He is the one that will provide for those bills. That's why we are optimistic because we praise Him. Now, the third thing is you will quickly notice that not everyone is willing to cooperate with you. <laughs> Actually, some of those individuals are going to be against you, and that happens even in your home. You see that all the time. Husband and wife, parents and children, siblings, roommates, co-workers, supervisors and employees, People that have to do a particular job that day. Co-workers. Somebody is not willing to cooperate with you. And you know what is interesting? Sometimes people hate that you are happy. Have you noticed that? What in the world? You are happy. And then they see you and they are already upset you're thinking, what, what did I do to you? I have done nothing wrong to you. That's right. I'm just being cheerful here. You know, I'm giving thanks to God. I'm optimistic. And then this person is not cooperating with you. So what is what you do with those individuals? Ignore them. <laughs> my friends, the problem is you give thanks to the Lord, right? So you are like, I'm going to start my day. In a good way. I'm going to give thanks to God. Okay. And then you keep the positivism, right? I'm going to be positive today. But when the person is not cooperating, some people start to argue with this individual. Mistake. Ignore them. Sometimes, my friends, even to your spouse, children, or parents, Whoever is the person, co worker, sometimes you just need to ignore them. Imagine you are on your phone, and then you are browsing posts, and then you see something that is horrible, okay? Whatever is the thing that is horrible that you disapprove, you dislike, you are against it, okay? So you see that thing. You have two options. What are the options? Option number one, you will dig into it, read that, and you will end how? More upset, very angry, and then you will have five to ten minutes of intestine problems because you are reading and paying attention to things that are really pointless, That have nothing to do with your personal things and your own life and your plans and your day. So that is one option. The other option is ignore that. But I see people investing so much time digging into posts and arguing on posts. But you said and he said and she said and this, that, and this, that. And it's, it's a waste of time and then you will lose your joy. Don't don't do that. Don't make that mistake. Ignore them. Ignore them and just refocus on the Lord. Just praise God. Well, thank you, Lord. You are with me. Thank you, Lord. You are great to me. Now, eventually through the day, you will find you will face the big problems that you have to fix. Okay? Eventually you will need to face those big problems. And at that point, you already gave thanks to the Lord, right? You kept positive. You ignored those haters, right? But the problem is there. So what is what you need to do? Relax. You have to learn to relax. How many of you here in the church present can honestly acknowledge that you have trouble to relax in the midst of problems. Who wants to? Okay, one, two, three, four, five, six. Okay, somebody, both hands up. I got it. Okay, so the rest of us probably, we got it. We know how to do it. But for you guys that you have trouble to relax, that is essential to have a good day. And I will tell you why it's important. Not just for your own sake, but do you realize that you make the life of those around you miserable because you can't relax in the midst of the problems? Do you realize that, guys? You just can't relax in the midst of the problem. And then you start freaking out and blah, you know, the the whole thing, right? But what you don't see is that those that are around you, they are like, oh, my gosh. So you need to learn to relax and praise God. You have to learn to breathe in and out. I have said to many people, when I see them like that, do you want to get yourself, to give yourself a heart attack? Would you like to have a stroke? But that is what you are going to to do to yourself if you don't learn to relax. Not to mention the, the, the horrible atmosphere that is created around you. So you got to learn to relax and praise God. Trust in Him because the Lord always has a plan. Do you agree with me? Yes. When you go in your timeline back to the past, no back to the future, right? Back to the past. <laughs> when you go in your timeline back to the past, Tell me, is there anything that the Lord has not done for you to help you in the midst of those difficulties? He always helps us. He always has. And he always will. But speaking about it, it has to do with the next Sunday service. The the topic will be self-talk. I want to talk to you about the importance of self-talk. But that will be next Sunday. October 25th, we were talking about renewing our mind, correct? So we talk about four things that we need to do. But now I want to take you to a real case. Yeah, I have a video here of somebody that is an example of how not to handle things. I'm kidding about the video. (laughs) You thought that was talking about you. Yeah, I know. But no, I'm not talking about you. You know, I am talking about one of the apostles. How many disciples the Lord Jesus had? What's the answer? How many disciples the Lord Jesus had? They were the apostles. Disciples were hundreds and hundreds of disciples. But the apostles were only 12. One of those was the one who betrayed him. His name is what? Judas. Judas, yeah. But this guy, Thomas, he didn't betray the Lord. He was just a guy that is like a, a today's guy. Yeah. Let me give you this scenario. First scenario. This is in the Gospel of John, chapter 11. So the Lord Jesus is talking to the disciples, and I want you to come with me to that moment in time. Boom. Here's the Lord Jesus talking with the disciples, and the Lord says, Guys, in order for me to save humankind, in order for me to become the Savior and become the Lamb of God, I must die. Do you understand? The disciples go, okay. Okay. Yes, and in order to die, I need to go to Jerusalem because there is when I'm going to be crucified. You get that? Okay. But remember, I'm going to come back to life in how many days? In three days. So you get that? Okay. They are not processing, right? But there is one, Thomas. He is listening. And the only thing that he is listening is that the Lord Jesus is about to die. So, and then the Lord says, so, what do you think? And Thomas says in the verse 16, well, you know what? Let's go all together so we can die with him. It's the pessimism of Thomas. He, he never heard the Lord Jesus saying, uh, when I die, you're going to die. Did the Lord say that? No. He said that he needed to die, but he wanted to go. And Thomas represents any one of us today. We don't listen the whole thing. Let me give you examples, guys. Your supervisor calls you. Work-related meeting. You are nervous. You are thinking, I'm going to lose my job. They are going to reduce my income. Whatever. You are nervous. The doctor calls. They want you in the office. Whatever situation is, they call you. You are nervous. Anyone gets nervous to those situations, right? And then the conversation begins. The supervisor says several things to you. Let's say five things, and one of those things is not too good for you. The problem is you are not listening to the other four things the supervisor is saying to you. You are just paying attention to one thing. That is pessimism. Do you understand? When you are not listening to the whole package, you just listen to one thing. Yes, the Lord Jesus said, I have to go to die. But Thomas, he says, yeah, let's go all together. So we die with him. Pessimism. It's exactly what happens today. To many people and even to ourselves. So what is what I have to say about that? Well, look, look at the screen. And this is what I have to say. This was what? <laughs> Strike what? Exactly like that. Who that? Okay. So, second example. In chapter 14, the Lord Jesus is talking now about heaven about eternity that he is going to go to heaven he's talking about that he is the way the truth and life he's talking about those things and then he asked the disciples guys so do you understand do do you do you do you realize what is what we have to do and, and who i am and where i am going right And of course, nobody says anything but Thomas. (laughs) And then he says, Lord, we don't know where you're going. So how can we know the way? So he was totally clueless. Several times the Lord Jesus explained to the disciples that he was the way, the truth, and life. That he was the Lamb of God. He explained that to the disciples, to the apostles. But for some reason, Thomas was not registering that. It's exactly like many people today in today's world. The supervisor calls you and says, listen, there are five things that I want you to know. One is, is not too good, but there are other four things. I want you to understand that the person is not paying attention. If you don't learn to listen and pay attention to the whole thing If you don't understand the whole story of your life, the whole story of the contract, the whole story of your health treatment, the whole story of the difficulties in your marriage, the whole story about whatever problems you have, if you don't listen and understand the whole story, you will be like Thomas. You will be clueless. So in order to renew our mind, I said, first, we need to start giving thanks, correct? We need to be positive, ignore negativism, correct? And then relax. But the truth is there are many bad news there. You don't want to be a pessimistic, but you don't need to be a clueless either. You have to learn a little bit about what's going on. But Thomas here did exactly what you saw. He was clueless. So, what is what we say about it? Well, it's the same thing. So, this time it is what. Strike two. Here we go. Bad. okay, a few more chapters after that. Now we are in twenty. Here's another scenario: the Lord Jesus died. He came back. Came back to life. Correct? And now, out of the disciples and out of the apostles, how many apostles we, 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 we know he had? How many apostles? Twelve. Twelve. But one betrayed him. So there was, there was only now? Come on, mathematicians. Eleven. Eleven. All right. Well, imagine this, because this is exactly the reality of your life. How the Lord God is going to do things to you, that are just funny. Funny, funny. Out of the 11. When he came back. To show them that he was alive. There was one that was not present. Who do you think the Lord Jesus chose? Thomas. He said. Ah, sweet Thomas. I am going to get you now. So the Lord Jesus showed up. And Thomas wasn't there. The other disciples are amazed, very happy that the the Lord Jesus is alive, right? They are celebrating. Thomas comes back, and then he says to to the other apostles, verse 25, unless I see the nail marks in his hands and put my finger where the nails were and put my hand into his side, I will not believe. Okay, so what happened with us today? This is what happens. Here we are, believers, and we say, you know what? I prayed for miracles for my health and prayed and prayed and prayed, she says, and I prayed for my health and I prayed for my health. And now she is coming to the front of us, in front of us, to share the testimony I'm good. The Lord is helping me and I'm going to go through a procedure but I'm healthy. Praise God. I'm going to be good. So she experienced that. Somebody else here go through an injection and that injection is showing the solution to this problem. Shares with everybody and we believe and we did the right thing and we know the Lord is with us. We are experiencing healings in the name of Jesus. So one, two, three, four, all kind of testimonies and there is one says, "Mm, I'm not sure about that. I'm not sure about that. Another scenario. This person (laughs) shares his testimony. I didn't have any money. I didn't have a job. But I prayed the Lord gave me a job. And they taught me in the church that I needed to be faithful to God by giving him 10% of my income. And I started to make my money, you know, just a little money per week, $100 a week. And I set aside $10 for the Lord. I wanted to do what the Bible says. Guess what? I got promoted. And then the blessings. First guy. Second person. Third. Five. Ten people sharing the testimony. And there is one that says, I'm not sure about that. <laughs> Someone is single. Divorced or whatever. Same situations. Praise, do the right thing, does the right thing, trust in God. Eventually there is someone there for this person. One person has a new spouse. Two, three, four, five, several testimonies. But there is one standing there saying, I'm not sure about that. (laughs) There you go. Who is that person? It's Thomas. Unbelief. Do you see how real is this guy? It's like us. It's exactly like us, guys. There is no difference between the disciples in the Bible and us. There is no difference. The same problems, the same challenges, but the solution comes always the same way. But as we know, he had one strike and then a second strike. And what we have here now? Unfortunately... Strike three! (laughs) Now, this is what happens with us. You know, when we are giving people the opportunity to get better, are you following me? We are giving the opportunity to some people to get better, to do better, and then strike one, strike two, strike three. What is what we say? Ah, I'm done with you. You know, I, I gave you so many opportunities, but you just don't get it. So exactly what we say is... You're out of here. Ciao, baby. Sayonara. Goodbye. Buenos noches. Because we give up on people. Friends, we, we give up on people. But now I want you to see something. And this is what the Lord says. He says... Just a moment, please. Just a moment. Oh, Lord. The Lord Jesus saw the whole thing with Thomas, right? He saw the whole thing, but he said, just a moment. Now, the rest of the disciples, they were ready to say, oh, kick him out of the group. He doesn't belong to us, right? Sayonara. Buenas noches, right? The, the, the rest of the disciples, they wanted to do that. And the Lord says, just a moment, please. Just a moment. What is what the Lord God does to us and with us the first thing that the Lord does is not excommunicate us he never rejects us and you have to see it no matter what you do you, how many times you fail strike one, two, three out one game, you lose one game. Three games, you lose the whole season. You know what? In the Lord, there is always hope. That, that is why he is God. He doesn't give up on anybody. He doesn't give up on you. Right. He keeps hoping. He doesn't say, I'm done with you. I'm tired of you. There is always hope in Him. He always gives us a new opportunity. He, he, don't say, he doesn't say, I'm done with you. Get out of here. I don't want you in my kingdom anymore. I don't want you in my family. You know, my children are all perfect. They all keep the standard of the family. No, <laughs> no, it's the opposite. All of us, his children, are a disaster. We fail. Mm -hmm. And the Lord said, of course, you can imagine the Lord and the angels every time, right? Oh, please don't do it. Oh, Oh, boy, again. Of course, but he doesn't give up on us, guys. He doesn't. And you have to see that because that, that tells you that you can try again. Just try again. So here's the Lord Jesus says, Thomas, come here, baby boy. Oh, my gosh. No, please, please, Jesus, please. No, no. And all the disciples were like, uh, yeah, go. Yeah. Now you go. What, come, what if you tell him in his face? What is what you said? <laughs> no, I don't want to. You know, dragging the poor Thomas. Can you imagine that scene? <laughs> the ten disciples, come here, come here. Lord Jesus, guess who is here <laughs> <laughs> Dragon, poor Thomas oh, okay, Thomas, yes, Lord. <laughs> what did you say? Nothing. <laughs> Come on, you said something no i did I didn't mean it. Yes, you did. I was just kidding, <laughs> I was just kidding. <laughs> no, Thomas, you meant it, so. Come and touch my hand. Oh no, I don't want to. Yes, yes, boy. You is that what you said? You said that you will believe if you touch my hands and put your little finger there. You want to do that? No, Lord, I believe. No, 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 no. Now you're going to do it. And I want you to touch my side too. Oh. You know, you said things sometimes to God when you are upset. Do you remember? Do you remember the worst thing that you have ever said to God when you were so angry that you look at heaven and you, <laughs> you said such a horrible thing to God? Do you remember one day maybe you were so frustrated? The same thing happened to Thomas. He realized, and then, oh, I'm so sorry. And I want you to know the Lord is not going to kick you out of his family. He is not going to do that. But certainly he will confront you with that thing, which is what we don't like to do. We don't like to be confronted. The supervisor calls the employee and says, come here, little employee. (laughs) Yes, sir. You know that there are some safety regulations. It's for the safety of everyone in the company. You know, we don't share this. We do this. You went through training. Come on. Did you? Yes, sir. So why you are not being compliant? Husband and wife. We agree that this month we are not spending more than this amount of money. Did we agree on that? Yes. So why are you spending extra money then? But and we don't like to hear those confrontational conversations. So here is Gian calling you, calling you. Hey, buddy, how you doing? I haven't seen you in church for a while. You said that you will come. You told me you will be here Sunday. Did, did you say that? You don't want to hear those conversations. You don't like to be confronted by the truth. Now, the way that Lord Jesus did it tells us that we need to be nice to confront people. We don't need to be rude really and mean, guys. But we have to be confronted. And and I guarantee you this. The Lord, the Holy Spirit, will confront you. He will confront you. You are sitting there one day, not thinking about anything, just having fun with your drink, your show, your phone. And suddenly the Holy Spirit comes and goes, hello. And you go. My sweet, darling child that I love so much. Yes, my Lord. Do you remember that you promised me that you won't do that again? That's a fact. He will not just get away with whatever you are doing and never say anything to you. Mm -mm. he will get you and he will talk to you in a nice way but he he wants you to see that why is that? because he wants you to reevaluate your life come on Thomas touch me touch me here I want you to see my hands my side you said something Lord I am so sorry you are right What's wrong with me? (laughs) Isn't it that what we say all the time? What's wrong with me? I'm tired of myself. Well, I have news for you. There was another guy that became an apostle afterwards. His name was Saul. It was changed to Paul. He became another apostle, the last apostle in the New Testament. And he wrote to the Romans precisely. And he says, I don't get it. The bad things that I don't want to do is what I do. And the good things that I would like to do, I don't do. I don't get it. I am, I don't know. Maybe there is a law in me. Is that powerful sin that has me in chains? Paul. And, and if you look at me, and if you study my life and my mistakes and my behavior, you will find exactly the same thing. Yeah. Things that I don't want to do, I do. Things that I want to do, I don't do. Yeah. Because Paul, myself, Thomas, you, and everybody else, we all go through the same problem. It's a constant battle. And we just need to continue reevaluating our lives and say, uh, well, you know what? 2020 is about to end almost, and we need to do something different 2021. (laughs) I got to change. I got to change. I need to do it right. Renewing our mind has to do with praising God, correct? Don't forget these four things that I shared with you today. Start your day by giving thanks. Be optimistic. Ignore negativism. And relax. The Lord has a plan. He has a plan for you, my friend. Choose to be happy and continue praising the Lord. I want you to look at the screen because this will show you something interesting. When you apply this... These four steps that I just shared with you. When I want you to look at the screen and notice what happens here. Thank you. Watch the screen, guys. Look at that. You apply these four things, and this is what happens. Everything is going to change. In front of you. Your whole atmosphere is going to change. Everyone is going to be smiling and happy, having a good time. But if you, my friend, watching today, you are thinking, I would like to start again. I want to tell you, my dear friend, There is always an opportunity to restart again. Maybe you need to give your life to the good Lord. And there is a scripture on the screen, the same writer, the same letter, chapter 10, verse 9. He says this so powerfully. If you openly say, Jesus is my Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from death, you will be saved. All that you need is to have faith. And by faith, we say our prayers, like we do here. There is a beautiful prayer on the screen that I invite you to say with all of us. Are you ready? Dear God, I do want to renew my mind of myself. I need to change. I need to see what I am doing wrong. I need you, Lord. I open my heart to you, Lord. I confess my sins before you. Please forgive me. I need to change. I want to obey you and trust you and serve you forever, my Lord. Starting today, I want to see life and people exactly as you do. Please help me, Lord. Please, Lord, help me. Friends, we know that everything started just here on the cross, on the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ. And because of his blessings, we can say together, I am forgiven and saved by faith in Jesus. Therefore, I can also declare my life is going to be great and blessed this year, 2020. Dear friends, you are blessed in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Have a beautiful rest of your weekend. In Jesus' name. Anytime a heart turns from darkness to light Anytime temptation comes and someone stands to fight Anytime somebody lives to serve and not be served I know, I know, I know, I know You for watching Victory Church. Please feel free to contact us. Our email address is info at vchurch.us and our phone number is 432-614-9798.